Hello, friend. Yeah, here we are in the middle of a crisis. How are you holding up? Man, is it ever one day at a time over here in this household? I am super grateful to be able to share this episode with you today. So I had this episode, you know, a couple months back before the crisis occurred. And John and I get into at the end of this conversation about some things that he was going to be doing, but now he's doing it a little bit differently. He's doing things online, which are beautiful. So make sure to check him out, follow up with him. Uh, did you hear that loud bump right there? That was my son closing the door. You see, it's like there is no downtime ever. Okay, you guys, let's jump into the show. Glad you're with me. Welcome back, everyone. My name's Lane Kennedy, and here we are. Oh, it's good to be with you guys, and it's good to be with John Vosler today. I am, again, excited for this conversation. But in particular, I'm excited because John is the first male yoga nidra guide that I will have the opportunity to share with you guys and to get a different perspective. And I think he's going to bring a lot to this conversation, right? Right. <laughs> John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lane, so much. Appreciate you having me. So I want to jump in because I, I know this conversation is, is going to go longer than I maybe I'm just guessing. And so first I want you to share a little bit of who you are in the world uh, before your practice mm -hmm. and what brought you to the practice of Yoga Nidra. Okay. Well, to begin with, again, thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. And for me to be the first man on your show, I, I think that should be, that's like an honor, I think. It's so cool. Um, so yeah, I would start off um, the conversation about in um, two and three, I began to start to dive deeper into yoga and started diving deeper into more um tantric practices, more practices that could offer awakening. Mm. Um, and so I would say at the time I was a meditator. Um, I was tapped in, but I, it wasn't something sustainable for me. My foundational practices were, um, you know, uh, dance, Pilates, tennis, um, yoga. So it was an array of different things. And, and I was always of, and I'm a body worker by nature. Let me just start with that. So okay. as a body worker, you know, we work with the physical form one-on-one. -on -one. And so mm -hmm. my educational um, background up into that had all been about body. So for mm -hmm. me, I think the body was the gateway to the divine for me. I just knew that when my body moved, I was in connection with the divine. I just, just felt like I was um, one with everything. Um, so, and I really enjoyed that. But I found over time with body work, um, deep tissue, uh, somatic emotional release, cranial, all these different modalities, they used a lot of physicality, a physical energy of me to try to create shift and change for others. And it sort of became a little bit of um, a detriment to my own well-being, my own health. And there was a time where I realized that I was having um, this opportunity to help people get a, um, a box of tools to help them in their lives. And that toolkit that I was offering them, I was leaving behind. So in mm -hmm. essence, I wasn't really walking that walk when I was doing that at the time. So. When I came into Yoga Nidra, it was really a um, like sort of a gateway drug for me. I was um, I was done doing like you know um, CEUs for 
you know, Pilates and for cranial and somatic and, you know, you're off, constantly being educated. And I, I remember going to the body, mind, spirit convention and, and finishing my CEUs for um, some of the modalities I was doing. And I saw a sign there that said, meet a living yoga master and discover divine sleep or discover, it wasn't divine sleep. It was discover um, deep restorative sleep, the mm. yoga nidra. And so for me, that was the beginning of shift. I didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar. Um, so that's where I actually ran, uh, met uh, Yogi Amrit Desai and Yogi Shwarya Kamini Desai at that Body, Mind and Spirit convention. And there's a long, funny story about that, but I'll tell you that in a minute if, if we have time. But also within that month window, I also was in Los Angeles and a friend of mine said, you know, why don't you check out this guy named Richard Miller? He teaches iRest and there's something out in Westlake. You should check him out. And so I had also um, gone and attended a workshop with Richard within a couple of months with each other. So this is what I mean by when the divine has that whisper, or there's that, mm -hmm. that knowing of like, hey, we're revealing things to you for you to see who you really are. Mm -hmm. And so in that window, it did change for me. And, and to come back to the funny story that I often tell when I met... Um, Kamini Desai and Gurudev was I went into that body mind um, convention. I snuck in with my friend, didn't pay. I snuck on the side, sat in the room, got ready to meet the living yoga master, which we thought this is going to be big. This is going to be huge. And all of a sudden in walks the most beautiful woman I have ever seen, you know, uh, Indian garb, just gorgeous. And, and I said to my friend, I'm like, I didn't know they had yoginis. And of course, she looked at me like, you are so naive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. It was really, really beautiful conversation that she was having. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I realized, I'm like, whoa, this is a yogini. This is the living, this is the real deal. It was her presence, though, Lane. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much, yes, she had profound things she was saying, but it was her presence that was so captivating for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was in, I was, you know, I was, this is my role. I like this. This is, I, I'm, I'm click checking this box. And then she proceeds to say, please stand up as we, I'd like to introduce to you, Yogi Amrit Desai, my dad. And then Yogi Amrit Desai comes in right after her. And then he's the one that actually started to lead us in a yoga nidra. And in that moment, him leading us to yoga nidra, I went the deepest I'd ever gone. I had experienced nothingness in a way that was, um, beyond measure it's just you can't really describe you can you probably yeah you just can't describe that experience and and uh, afterwards you know we rolled on our sides and i was just mesmerized by what i had witnessed as a post as opposed to being a participant in the fodder of my objects and awareness it was just sort of like i was really the witness yeah. And afterwards, you know, I snuck back out. But as I left, I grabbed a card that was on the table that said, um, study with Kamini and Gurudev at an ashram, uh, no, at an abbey or monastery in Colorado. And I grabbed it thinking, you know what? I'll never do that, but let me just take the card. <laughs> and um, little did I know, uh, that was in April, I believe, end of April, beginning of May, that October, um, I closed my practice, I had a full practice, a full bodywork practice, 40 to 45 um, hours a week, thriving, and I closed that practice down, and I began that inner pursuit of recognizing the truth of who I, who I really was, as opposed to who I thought I needed to be by all the doing that took place, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, long story, but yeah, that's what I like to tell. No, it's a beautiful story. I, I love that moment 
of you turning to your friend and saying, I, there's yoginis. Like I'm just having that image. I mean, it was embarrassing, you know? It was one of those things, honestly, the, the thing that I would come back and say to that is that I think we're naive sometimes, right? So we're stuck with the beliefs that we've had this lifetime, last lifetime, we'll go into that mm -hmm. if you want later, but the idea is those beliefs are living you and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You don't even know it. It's so deep. What you just said right there is so deep. We wake every, up every day and we're doing what we did yesterday. It's the same thing that we just keep practicing in and out until we have this awakening of like, oh, I think I should do something different. Right. Yeah, I should and, say something different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in essence, nothing's being asked of you to do anything different other than wake up and realize I'm doing the same shit that I did the day before. Right. Unconsciously. Right. It's right. Like, that's what I think for me, what shifted for me was when yoga nidra, you know, became so prevalent in my life was because there was a deep desire. I know, and I teach all the time that, you know, we're meant to forget, Lane. we're mm -hmm. meant to forget yeah. so we can remember. Yeah. But the more that we let go of the judgment and the shame that we forgot and get right back on the track of remembering, the more we're moving in that direction right? Steady yeah. the practice moving you in that direction. So you are doing the practice, even if you've forgotten. It's just don't judge yourself. You forgot. Get back mm -hmm. on the path and let's keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Do you hear that, ladies? Let's keep moving forward. So we just covered a lot of ground, John. So I want to go back a little bit and talk about this. You had a thriving practice mm -hmm. of doing body work, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you were doing. Exactly and, right. And um, and you were tired, I, I can imagine. And it started to take some, um, it starts to beat you up. I hear this a lot with body workers. Yeah. Like they start to take the brunt of what's happening. And this moment of seeing uh, Guru Dev mm -hmm. and then picking up that card, how, what was the aha moment of like, I have to go deeper with this work? How did you, like you just said, I turned, I turned around and closed down my business and I had a full practice, but what was that aha, like that knowingness? What, what was it? What was the shift? Is it something uh, he said? Um, I know you talk about her presence, mm -hmm. but was there something else or was it just when he dropped you into Nidra land? Right, exactly. <laughs> Drop me and let go, John. Um, it's a great question, Elaine, because I think that it's, there's a couple of parts to it. I think the first part is when you are so tired of mm -hmm. doing the same stuff, expecting different results. When you are so tired of thinking that you, the more clients I, I have, uh, the more inner, the more clients you have, the better you're going to feel. You're going to be accomplished. You're going to, you know all of those thoughts about it, they, they meet the experience of form, which means the physical body and all the thoughts about what the body's is, again, that whisper or that clue. At that point for me, it wasn't whisper. It was like, you have numbness in your hands, mm. your, your thumbs are killing you, uh, you're not feeling good about yourself, you feel like you want more, but there's not nothing that you can even give or receive is going to give you any shift because you're just doing it out of the desire of lack. And, you, and, and you've, right. you've missed the window of the truth of who you are coming back to her presence. I'll tell you what got me that day was she got up there and she wasn't delivering heavy content material. Yeah. It was just present. Yeah. And there's something to say about just being present. Like you and I right now, 
we're present with each other. Yeah. There isn't anything else going on in our world, but you and I. Mm -hmm. And for me, that feels like, that to me is like meditation. That's, that's the intent of beingness. And with, in the beginning for me with comedy and with Gurudev, their beingness, their experience of presence is what really kind of stirred it up in me that it reminded mm -hmm. myself of like, why am I doing so much? In essence, being is enough because I'm already whole. I'm already complete. If I could get a practice that helps sustain that remembering of my wholeness and my completeness, then the more I can be of service for others. That's sort of, you know, how I've always thought of it. At body work, I thought that way, right? I thought I can help people, you know, get them fixed, get their scapulas in line, get their rhomboids, whatever. The physical body, I could help them. But nobody was doing stuff after I was going to cuss. Nobody was doing anything about it after they left my office. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I guess what frustrated me was they didn't want to do anything because they had me for them to come back and do it for them. Right. And we tend to fall into that patterning again and, and that belief that someone else can actually fix me. But what I want to offer is someone else can reveal a truth that you've forgotten, but mm -hmm. you're the one that's going to have to do the work. Right. Yes. So we, each of us has to do the work. Mm -hmm. We have to do the work. Uh, and you also mentioned Richard Miller, who I'm a huge fan of. And I think it's so, again, the universe showing you, right? Like simultaneously, how that was a couple of weeks, a couple months of it showing it to you, right? So I had the similar thing where all of a sudden I, um, one school came up and then Richard came up and then Karen came up and then uh, Janet came, like all of them. Like we're right in my face mm -hmm. at once. And I was like, okay, I guess this is the direction I'm going. <laughs> and I love, um, I love Richard's work because A, he's got the science, like more of the science mm -hmm. that really kind of reveals the work that we're doing here. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like the approach is, a. am from the Bihar lineage. Okay. So okay. totally different, than, not different, but it is different. Um, but what I find with the different lineages, right, there's a different, mm, I don't, what would you call it? Presence mm -hmm. or um, formula. I, what I'm trying to say is that with Richard's practice mm -hmm. and I, and another guide that I'm friends with, she talks about the army practice of you go deeper, quicker. And I don't know if you have that experience of you cut out there tell me again what was that, which was the practice so with the with richards with richards and with the uh, i am yeah practice the army practice that you go deeper quicker mm. Mm. and i i don't know mm. what do you think well yeah i get the question all the time because again i'm a cert i'm also certified in i right. so yeah. for me um I got to be honest with you. I think there are many beautiful maps to get you to the mountain. Which map are you going to finally sit down and be with? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, we could spend all day long thinking, well, this one's better than that one, or I like this one better than that. And like, there you are liking and disliking, and there's your Raghun Devesh. There you are choosing for and against. Just yeah. be. Yeah. Find one that resonates. Um, maybe that's the question. Maybe okay. that's, I guess, the conversation. It's, I don't think there's one that's better. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think they okay. are all very different. Yeah. And I think that, for my audience here, it's like there's different practices within the yoga nidra community, uh, family, mm -hmm. 
and each of them I think does a different has a different way of getting us to that deep restorative place. Um, I, I would come in here and just, and this is a great place to have this conversation. So last year, um, Richard Miller and myself organized um, the first international yoga nidra conference at Kapalu. <laughs> okay. And see, this was one of those moments, John, where I was like a week, I couldn't make it. And I was so upset. I was so upset. Oh. Okay, keep going. But Lane, here's the beautiful thing. It yes. is recorded. I just saw it again the <laughs> other day. It's recorded in, at um, Yoga International has it. So I highly recommend every one of these young mm -hmm. ladies and the men that are mm -hmm. listening to you and I right now, mm -hmm. to order that so that yeah. you can have the information I think that everybody seeks. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, the reason why I wanted to do it was because, you know, I know Bihar, I know... Um, the Himalayan Institute, I know Swami Rama's Institute, mm -hmm. I know uh, IREST, I know I am, you know, there's all the different kinds. Right. And, and all of them offer a profound path to peace. Yes. And I want people to be, I wanted people to be able to have an experience of all of them. Um, Total Yoga Nidra was the other one I forgot. Uh, Indu Aurora is another one that I would also throw in there. To be able to have someone have an experience, let me ask you this, Lane. When you first, what was the first yoga nidra that you ever did? Uh, Tannis Fishman's. So Bihar. Uh, Bihar, yes. Right, right. And what about that experience most resonated for you? What made what was your mind saying? I like this. I want to do it. Or was there just something else that took place? I dropped into a piece that I had never been to. So I completely um, just sunk into something I had never experienced before. Right, right. That's what I wanted to do with the conference. I wanted 200, 300 people to be able to experience all these different uh, modalities of teaching or lineages or, or a families of yoga nidras that people could actually get a flavor for. You know, yeah. there are different times of days where some days if I'm working with the client, I'm doing an IRA. If I'm doing something that is energetic, I'm going to do an, um, an IM. Um, it depends on, for me, what is my intention for the yoga nidra, and and there are days where I integrate all of them together. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to remember that for me, my my I invite people to get educated. Though I don't, yeah. my frustration is that someone goes on the internet and hears an IRS, they they copy it down or they buy his PTSD oh. book and where they buy Yoga Nidra's um, The Art of Transformational Sleep book, and then they go in the back and they rip out that script, and then they're like, I'm delivering Yoga Nidra. Uh, if you yeah. don't know what you're doing, don't do it. Either. No, you know what I mean? Okay, John, this right here drives me crazy. This drives me crazy. I am so glad that you just said that, because people, if you have not gone through some, ask where your teacher's from. Yeah. Ask where they've trained because we are dealing with a spiritual and psychic mental bodies. We are not messing around <laughs> with these practices. And I love that you just got so passionate about that because I, I, I just talked to somebody and I said, so where'd you go to school? She's like, I didn't go to school. And I was like, what? Do not, do not, do not. Yes. It is so, but on the flip side of that, Let's go back to the positivity here. The positivity is like trying and tasting different practices. Right. And, you know, like sometimes 
I'll do it and I am because I just have this amount of time or sometimes I'll go to Hillary and just do that. And uh, Karen Brody talks about learning from all the different teachers, just like you do, John. It's so important to just melt into the practice because there's not a right way, right? Yeah. Like, there isn't a right way. And, yeah. and I, I think Richard says it when he was teaching that John Klein came up to him behind him while he was writing notes. And he said, Richard, make it your own. Yeah. You know, and I love that line. I mean, I think for me, what's so important, you know, is that all of these people that you're mentoring or that you're mentioning all were mentored by teachers that wanted them to make it their own. Karen yeah. Brody, dear to rest, made it her own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hillary's making it her own. I don't yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You, you, you honor the master teachers or you honor mm -hmm. the lineages mm -hmm. and, and all the people that helped get you there because it, you didn't create this. No. this you know, no, there's nothing new to be created. Mm -mm. Um, okay. Make sure that you jump on over to lanekennedy.com forward slash new friend and grab the Yoga Nidra meditation app so you can start feeling rested quiet the inner critic and say goodbye to perfectionism. Let's rest people. Okay. Let's get back to the show. But I, and I do, I loved how you say, let's come out of the negative, the positive. I, I would just come back to one thing. Look, I know people, you know, in the beginning started off reading the scripts and, and they did a, a nice job. They have a great voice. And, and they said, well, I'm getting a lot of results. And then after they've taken the um, integrative omelet method, percent of something that I could have really revealed to them even more. But more importantly, I was, I was um, not giving it to myself because I'm a big fan of thinking of it like this. When you're giving a yoga nidra, who's actually receiving it other than that person, you are. Me, yeah. So in that respect, then most people that are on this path, they get pulled into a deeper understanding. You know, I'm going to be a student until I'm no longer a student. And that's never probably going to happen because I <laughs> love being a student. Um, but it is about learning from the experiences of being with this practice mm -hmm. that changes it for me. And so I don't get mad when someone's doing that about, you know, pulling up a script. I just, it's like anything else. It's sort of like you're ignoring your truth, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I don't want anyone to like not be their full expression. I mean, right. I think we're here to be the full expression of the divine embodied and However, I can help people and to raise the quality of consciousness on this earth. I'm here to do that. So yes. I'm not going to judge you for it, but I am just definitely going to lean in and be like, are, are you giving yourself the most informative approach to this practice? Try right. this International Yoga Theater Conference and just see what else is out there and study with some of these beautiful teachers that we revealed there. And there's others, oh, yeah. um, but that's just the way I, I approach it. Yeah, it's, there's so many great teachers. There's so many. Yeah, I feel very lucky right now mm -hmm. and especially this is like it's and it's we're just, at the forefront yeah, that's and what right, i mean like it's like we're it's growing it's like we're evolving and expanding right now yeah and it's touching people's lives and seeing you know i'm seeing so many people change like through my teaching mm -hmm. right um and so in our busy daily lives mm -hmm. <laughs> like i have um i make time every day it's like Every day, if I am not there, it's not happening. So, are you still practicing your practice? My yoga nidra practice? Mm -hmm. Oh my, yes. Every I day. actually did one right before um, <laughs> the call, actually. Yes. <laughs> so, for me, yes. Um, it's, a, it, it's important, I think, to recognize that 
there are days where I don't, you know, there are days where I can't fit a practice in of a 45 minute or a 40 minute practice. Um, and I get this question a lot. People are like, so are you a vegan? Do you do yoga nidra every day? And do you jump through hoops? And, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. and it's, I understand why they're asking it. But for me, I know when I'm not practicing it, practicing it when my peace is being unsettled by stuff. Yeah. And so for me, if it's a, some mornings I might just get up and sit and just do a complete, you know, pranayama or just mm -hmm. a breath meditation. Mm -hmm. um, but there isn't anything so um, simple other than just laying down and follow guidance, you know? So for me, you know, I have a couple of go-tos that I go, that I use for my practice. And, you know, a lot of times now I'll self-guide, um, which mm -hmm. just makes it a little bit easier. But yeah, I continually keep my yoga nidra practice um, in the forefront of my awareness. Yeah. And do you have a special place in your house? Um, well, I do because I just created this space. And so this is my new space. I have a little office in the, um, that's separate from the house. That yeah. is... Nice. Uh, a little Wi-Fi back here. So that's kind of where I go to do it. So nice. I can get away from the mm -hmm. uh, busyness that goes on inside the house. Yeah, there is a lot of busyness and we have to take ourselves out. But if you're, if you can't, then you just lay down in your bed or the couch. Sit in a right. chair. The only thing <laughs> I tell people that you can't do it is when you're driving a car, you know? Um, I got schooled the other day because I have a, a one of my clients is a, a producer director and, and she's like, I listen to you all the time in the car. And I'm like, are you kidding? What? What she's like, no, no, no. Like when everybody goes to the trailers, I just go out to my car, <laughs> nice, plug it in and put my uh -huh. headbuds on or my earbuds and I go. So it doesn't matter where seated, laying mm -hmm. down. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Anywhere you can get it. Anywhere you can go. And something that you said earlier about um, the different practices and allowing the practice to take you to your true self, mm -hmm. right? When you had that first experience and you knew like, oh man, everything's going to change. It's true. Right? I, I had the same thing, mm -hmm. right? I, did you face any resistance in that? In my own mind, of course I yes. did. Let yes. alone everybody around me that said, what are you closing your business down? What are you smoking? Come on. Uh-huh. Um, but mostly in my own mind, you know, it's doubt, right? It's our default programming, yeah. that thing of like something doesn't feel right, fear. We yeah. go with our whole habituated patterns. Um, but the more you step out of it, and I think that's what, you know, Yoga Nidra offers you is the more you step out of it, the more you can witness just those internal reactions is nothing more is just like kicking out Detris. Do you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to getting clung or cling to them and have mm -hmm. them guide you. Just taking a step back and being able just to see, okay, I'm having a moment where I'm, I have forgotten. And um, mm -hmm. I could use a nidra right now so I could remember. Mm -hmm. That's it right there. I could use a nidra to remember the mm -hmm. truth and to come back to that intention, the sankalpa. I talk a lot about the sankalpa mm -hmm. and creating that sankalpa. Um, do you find that, I mean, you're working with clients now and you have classes and you're traveling all around the world. Um, do you find that you have a certain student population that, that was the word I'm trying to like, just follow you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a, I have got a good sangha. I mean, I definitely feel like I have a, a group of people that um, are participatory on this journey with me. And I think right. that, you know, I, that's, I guess that's it. The community, like there's yeah. a community that evolves as a result of you sharing the practice. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to 
comment, you know, you're going to Australia to teach and running into Zoe, knowing Hillary, knowing Karen, knowing yeah. Tracy. I mean, these are people that, these are my friends. Yeah. That similar language and have this understanding. And, you know, you're, you start to becoming more influenced, not influence isn't the right word, being more participatory in relationships with people that understand these teachings. Mm -hmm. um, the more that, that grows for me. Um, That's, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. There becomes an openness. There's like a, a relationship that is built amongst the understanding of what we are sharing with the world yeah. and how dynamic this practice is. Yeah. Right? Like I know that I can say to somebody, if they're going to LA, you're going to go to John's class or you're going to go to Hillary's class. Because I know what the experience is going to be when they land with you. Right? And that becomes like a, that, that becomes a relationship between you and I, mm -hmm. right? It becomes a community. And then this community just kind of expands <laughs> and grows. And I think that is so amazing by just simply laying our bodies down. Mm -hmm. Like that's all we're doing. And doing nothing, by the way. Did we mention that yet on this, on this call? <laughs> right. You're doing nothing to make the ha that happen. Nothing. Right. Like you just have to, you have to get there. Right. right. You, you have sure. to say yes. That's See, and right. I find that there's a big obstacle right there. Like there's yeah. so much, like there's so many other things to do. Yeah. Right. So it's like having the like willingness to say, oh, I guess I'm going to go to that class or I'm going to follow what John is telling me to do and just do nothing. And do nothing. Do nothing. I just, it's funny. Uh, I teach a lot when I do retreats and I'll say, when have you ever been asked to do absolutely nothing? Uh-huh. And, you know, people are like trying to figure that out. They think that I'm like playing with them. They're like, right. you know, what do you mean non-doing? What, what does that mean non-doing? We're so much human doers, you know, again, right. that whole we forget we're human beings. But you're right, though, Lynn, you're making a really good point. There is a part of us, and I get this question a lot, a, a lot from students who sort of like, so why is it so hard for me just not to do it? Like, yeah. what's that about, you know? Yeah. But I think what happens in the beginning, there is a resistance to it. You know, I feel like a little bit, maybe even there's the ego play in it. Like, I don't want to let go of control. We went to a place. I don't know where we went. I don't like that. So let's just make sure we get the ice cream instead. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, there's that, I think, has a little play in that as well. Mm -hmm. So I also uh, lead breath work. And okay. so when we do the breath work, with breath work, I find there's a lot of resistance mm -hmm. because it's an active meditation. There's a lot more doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm always telling my students, you, you know, like just let the breath take you because once you get over that, you're going to have an ecstatic moment. And as soon as they let the breath take them, just like with yoga nidra, just lay the body down, it, everything changes. So I want to ask you, what do you tell your students who are struggling with that? Like, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. um, I have a laundry list of this. I have three kids. Um, I have a big fancy job. Like, how do you invite them to just lie down and do nothing? Yeah, it, it's, it's probably one of the most challenging. Meet someone where they are. 
Um, we, I often talk about that, your circle of influence, where within your circle of influence, can you put this in your day? Mm. Um, and then I use examples, like I'll come in, like, so did you get to the gym today? Well, yeah. Did you brush your teeth today? Yeah. Well, did you get dressed today? Yeah. Did you use the loo today? Yeah. So there are certain habituated patterns that you've done. Is there a way that we can incorporate that into your day? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, it's sort of like, there's no harm or shame because you're not doing it. The thing that I ask you to check in is check in with your own experience on how is it you're feeling being you throughout the day when you're not practicing. So mm-hmm. you can draw a, con- a conclusion that like, oh, I'm really stressed out about the traffic or the 405 or my boss or my wife or the kids. Wow, I'm not doing my practice. So let's tomorrow, let's maybe do your practice to see if you can have a different relationship with the traffic, your wife, your kids, and your boss. So <laughs> that you can have that. Here it is. It's literally we're trying to use the mind that caused mm-hmm. the problem in an essence to help you recognize that, wow, that tool of yoga nidra mm-hmm. is what's helping me be with all of these things. And soon, you know, and I know this from my experience, and, and you could speak this as well. The things that used to irk you and piss you off and throw your, you know, and push your buttons, they don't really do it anymore. No. And it's the moment when someone lets you know, like, hey, you're not as controlling, John, as you used to be. What's up with you? And you're like, oh, was I controlling? I know. Right? <laughs> Second so of all, true. like, I'm not as controlling anymore. That's good news. And third, I'm like, this Nidra stuff really works. It's really working. It's so true, John. Oh my God. So I can't even stress ball. I mean, I used to like stress, like I'd walk in the room and people would be like, like stress. <laughs> and like, it's just, it I no longer exists. Right. It, my, my shoulders are not to my ears. Right. People are not like freaking out when I walk into the room anymore. Right. Here comes Lane. I love that. Right. Like here comes Lane. Whoa, everybody be quiet. Oh, you yeah. know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's great. Oh my God. Yes. I love that. It's like how do I, and this idea of checking in with how you feel. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what's the difference between yesterday and today? If you didn't practice yesterday and today, or if you practice today and not yesterday, like checking in that, check that out. Mm-hmm. Is there a difference? Mm-hmm. Oh. There's always a difference. There's always a difference. And even if you go to the gym, I mean, I know people that, you know, again, I'm in LA. So um, people that are working out, they feel, you can tell they're just like, did you work out today? And they're just like, whoo, I worked out today. You know, they don't, they're just kind of like, yeah, I didn't get to work out today. And you're just like, do you note the difference between working out and not working out? It's no different, right? Mm -hmm. You're just working a different set of muscles. So, yeah. So true. Uh, So you've been, how long have you been doing yoga nidra? Well, I think it was 2002, 2003 is when it first started for me. So you started your journey back there. So you've been doing it quite a while, which is amazing. Yeah. And you've seen a lot of changes, I'm sure, in the community, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people doing these healing retreats. Mm-hmm. And is this the way, the direction that you see a lot of, like, is this a way for people to find the practice? You know, honestly, Lane, it is for me. And again, I find that sometimes you, in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's nice to take you out of the habituated patterns that you have at your house in yes. your life. And yes. you find the creatures of comfort there, right? So yeah. when you go on retreat, you know, everyone comes and they're willing to like, I'm going to, I'm going to clear my slate and my, my awareness is going to be more open. I'm going to rest and restore. And so they start to feel differently, right? Yeah. So it does help. But but my intention is on my retreats is, you know, the first time when you come, the first thing we do is rest, we mm-hmm. start to restore, and mm-hmm. then we start rewriting 
our neural pathways. We start rewriting our lives in order for us that we have to go back to the life that we had. Yeah. We just don't have to live the life that we had the way we were living it. And I think for me, what I love about retreat is it gives opportunity for people to break those habituating patterns. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I, I mentioned it earlier on our earlier on our call, people don't rest. People don't understand the value of rest. Just you know, sleep is, you know, so judged as it, you know, mm -hmm. you're sleeping, you're not getting your job done. You're not a, you know, I don't need any sleep. That whole myth is being busted wide open because mm -hmm. we now know that the body has to restore itself. If not, it's going to start to dis-ease it. It's going to start to start to disintegrate, Discin mm -hmm. or, uh, discin you know, disintegrate. What's the word? Disintegrate. Degenerate. Yeah. Degenerative disease is what I kept coming up with. But the key element for me with, with going on retreat is it's almost like a forced rest, right? You're just going right. to stop. I mean, that second day, people are like, okay, what else are we going to be doing on this retreat? <laughs> We're but just resting. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're going to lay down one more time. By the end, you're about 12 in. They're like, I don't want to do anything but lay down. You know? I, I love it. I love so, it. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I mentioned earlier that you know, a lot of times I'm being asked to do retreats to places where they have been doing nothing but a lot of yoga and a lot of uh -huh. movement, a lot of vigorousness, a lot of pingala mm -hmm. and yang. And now they're like, you know, we need a little yin. We, uh -huh. we need a little bit like to bring it back towards the center again. So mm -hmm. I think for me, retreats are a beautiful way to be able to rest and restore, but also reflect and to be able to rewrite your life in a way that you can see clearer than mm -hmm. you could when you were in the chaos of your mental state of trying to get and working working yeah I, I think that's such a it's such a beautiful experience uh to go to unplug yourself for five days or seven days and just rest mm -hmm. i just that is dreamy <laughs> dreamy come on lane you can come with me <laughs> yes i'm like i'm in when's the next retreat uh, so the end of May, I'm in Omega, and that's the East Coast. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to be going to Bali in June for a tour, which is a different uh, experience. Lots of yoga, nidra, and yoga. Okay. And then in the fall, uh-oh, I lost you. Yoga nidra retreat, which is again. Different. Oh, can you hear me? I lost you. In the fall, where are you going to be? Oh, in the fall, I'm going to be back in Bali in the fall. Okay. For another rest, restore, and rewrite your life retreat in Bali. And that's okay. where you get nothing but rest and yoga nidra uh -huh. and beauty. Uh -huh. And uh, and that'll be in um, October. We're going to go to Bali again with another retreat. So, yeah. So, so in my little head right now, I was like, I don't want to do yoga. I was just like, I don't, I don't want to move my body. I just want to rest. I just want to lay down and right. have the experience because it is so delicious. <laughs> Yoga's still good though, Lane. Yeah, I know. It's still good. Don't poo-poo it yet. I'm not, but there's something about like, I can just go walk, like on a retreat, like in Bali, I would rather like go walk around in the trees and like sit on the beach and be, you know what I mean? And then rest. Yeah. It's balance. I mean, it's, I'm not yeah. it's about balance. It's about yeah. coming to the center, recognizing you can't have tension without relaxation. You need balance. A yeah. walk on the beach. Yeah. That sounds lovely to me. Oh, it's so good. Keeping the body movement. Okay. So you have some retreats coming up. Uh, what else do I want to say? Uh, we have a lot of opportunity to rest. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. What else? I've, I've loved our conversation so far. Me too. About changing. Mm -hmm. 
um, rewiring ourselves because mm -hmm. that's what the practice allows. Mm -hmm. uh, I always talk about how the practice completely shifts the brain. Mm -hmm. And all we have to do is lie down <laughs> and do, do nothing. nothing. <laughs> do nothing. Uh, so uh, where's everyone going to find you, John? Where do you want them to come and check you out and what you're doing? So uh, you can go to johnvosler.com, J-O-H-N-V-O-S-L-E-R.com. If mm -hmm. you forget that, you can always go getmeditated.com. But John Vossler is the easiest way. Um, I, I would just say, you know, you can go online. I have all of my um, workshops, my trainings. Um, I'm doing a big training here in Los Angeles in September, mm. uh, a full certification program for the integrative Amrit method of Yoga Nidra. Um, and then again, my retreats are online, doing workshops in Los Angeles. I'm doing a lot more online. I just started an online, I used to have a Monday night meditation class I had for over a decade that I did. And so now I'm pushing that up online on Monday night so that people can join us anywhere nice. in the world, which is kind nice. of nice. Um, and, um, local stuff in LA, if you're coming down, I'll be at unplugged meditation. Um, but those are the kind of things I like to do. I mean, mm -hmm. for me, what I love is, you know, four, maybe five retreats a year and then workshops and a couple of trainings to help people um, to recognize the importance of taking care of yourself, self-care and self-regulation. Really important. You're keeping a conversation, a dialogue open so that others that may not know the value of this practice mm. um, have a better understanding of it. And... I know we made light of doing nothing and it not being a non-doing practice. That's the hardest part about it for a lot of people is just stopping enough to do it or slowing down enough to yeah. lay down. But if people like you, Lane, that are out there speaking that and you share your beautiful presence and your energy and, and it's what I'm doing around the world, people recognize, okay, they've got something going on. Yeah. We don't got nothing more than what they got. They just hadn't <laughs> seen it. I mean, that's horrible English, but do you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's, there's nothing that's special, but what's no. special is everybody's a special and everybody Everyone. has this little, this little, um, not even little, this beautiful beam of light of divine embodiment coming through and they just have to be awakened to it and be remembered. And that's what we're here to do. So I'm grateful for you and what you're doing and in inviting me on here and having a fun time with you. Thank you for that. Yes, of course. I absolutely have enjoyed our conversation. Uh, I grabbed one of your yoga nidras and did one of your practices, uh, a couple weeks ago and it was amazing ladies so you know again check out what john is doing in the in the world the retreat sounds divine uh john thank you so much for being on the show with me today thank you lane appreciate it have a beautiful day yes may you find something juicy something light something bright that you can grab onto to be the best you thank you for being with me here today ladies take good care as always, thank you so much for being with me. Make sure that you jump on over to lanekennedy.com, dwell within. That's right, lanekennedy.com, dwell within for a weekly practice. I'll see you there.